The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. And welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Okay. Let's, you know what, Marie? We yeah. talked about this. Marie opening the show once in a while, you know, just for the heck of it. Let's pretend we're going live again, and let's there. Oh. Marie, go ahead and do it. Okay. You want me to start the theme music over? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. Start hang the theme on, music hang on. Over. We'll start uh-huh. the theme music over. Hang on. Okay, all right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. And the truth shall set you free. Welcome to One Life Radio. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Marie Early with Jerry Caldwell and Bernadette Fiaschetti, broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. All right. Burn, Jer. <laughs> What's up? Excellent job. Oh, my God. That was good. That was good for I'm our first that. time. Can I keep yeah. going? No. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, the I'll power's just... going to her head. I know. I know. I'm just going to quit talking. Marie, you're on. You're on the air. You're on the air. No pressure. Oh, my gosh, because I do want to ask Jerry something. Jerry, Uh-oh. I know we don't usually talk about politics, but Jerry was watching the House Speaker vote like it was a football game. I can't. I can't you got to speak up. Can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> the Speaker of the House. And so they finally <laughs> elected one, and I was wondering what Jerry's thoughts were. Uh, we're all doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? I don't even know. That's how I, I don't watch television. I get my news from my friends and family, and uh, I haven't talked to anyone this morning. So His name is Mike Johnson. So um, the biggest lesson that we learned from all of this is that apparently there's somebody in Congress named Mike Johnson. Yes. Okay. And he uh, is very Christian, mm-hmm. which there's Staunchly conservative and evangelical. Okay. Evangel- yes. He doesn't like the same-sex marriages. He doesn't like abortion at all. He doesn't like um, medical marijuana. Um, Sounds like a lot of fun. I was about to say, he's completely (laughs) against fun. That will be his first bill, is banning all forms of fun. Well, he sounds very close-minded to me. I don't know anything about the gentleman, but we all have to embrace each other's differences. Uh, as if we want to move forward in this thing called life, we have to respect one another's differences. Differences. Do you know there's a trend of people that say that the world is flat again? Oh, my gosh. Oh, really? yeah. Uh, that's a huge thing on the Internet. <laughs> wow. Is that real? That the earth is flat or that there are people that believe the earth is flat? <laughs> people, that, people that think that? I don't know if they truly believe it or not. I don't know how you could believe how, it at this point. How could you? How could you? I mean, you'd have to be a real numbskull. <laughs> I pulled that that word right out of <laughs> I don't know where. Oh, I don't. I just. Oh, I, I know. I got a new word. Have you guys the new word? Okay, so if you tell if you say something is static, that means that's the new word for something like it's super cool. Like, oh my God, you're so static. Really? Sta- static is the static. new term for cool. 
I guess so. Static That's what I means heard. like stagnant, staying in one place, not well, in a no, place. You static, static, like electricity. Yeah, like you're electric, Jer. But static also means you're set. You're you're stuck in place. Exactly. I don't know. Static, static. You're so static. I believe I would be offended if somebody said that to me. <laughs> if they said stagnant. You're so static. It's like, oh, really? Static? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't think I'd use it. It doesn't blow off the tongue like cool or like I red. like it. Red. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, we've got today we've got a great show coming up. We've got Dr. Jill Umbrella. We're going to be talking about holistic dentistry for flu prevention. But we're also going to be talking about <laughs> thumb sucking. This and was she Jerry's had no request. idea. This, this was what? Jerry's request. Thumb sucking. Okay. Yeah. I'll get you for that one. She had no <laughs> she had no idea what she was getting into today. Who's she? Dr. Jill? Dr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to take her out into the deep water. Oh. She's already out there. Are you there, She's Dr. Jill? Fun. She's right. always fun, though. Dr. I'm, Jill! I'm guys. I'm treading water. I'm, I'm already in the deep end waiting for you guys to join me. Oh, my gosh. I gave her a pair okay. of floaties before the show, so. I did not know well, that. I'm well, it's... Sorry, I'm about, I'm about to fall off the end of the earth with this flat earth. I'm about to go over the edge. I know. <laughs> quickly before I fall off. You'll fall on the turtle that's holding it up. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Oh my it God! It's, it sits on top of a series of turtles that are stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> Wait, what? They've lost me. Comment, <laughs> guys. The turtle static. The static compliment is ultimate. The only thing that could be better than static is if you're fire. Now this is a oh, okay. Yes. Fire, I like. I like static. Heard so, fire. So everyone says it's your static era. It's right straight from Taylor Swift. It's your fire era. I'm like, it's my pajamas in bed by nine era. So, and they don't respond <laughs> well to that. But um, mine yeah, too. Better than static is fire, guys. Jump on board. Cool is no longer cool. Or yeah. awesome. Awesome is no longer awesome. I will never give that one up. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. It's your well, awesome era. Maybe you could well, say that. Well, I want to talk about thumb sucking. Did you suck your thumb when you were little, Jerry? I'm sure I did at some point. <laughs> Bert and I already I'm talked sure. about it. I, I sucked did. my thumb until uh, my, until I was like, I don't know, seven and a half or something like that. Does that mean I was super insecure, Dr. No, Jill? No. A genius. no, it means you're a genius. And and you know what? There was, <laughs> I don't know what your experience was, but there is so much guilt and shame around these kiddos that are you know, a little bit older. And even with these adults that I talk to that suck their thumb, there's so much guilt and shame. They like lie about it and don't want to admit to it but really the, their body is so healthy they figure out a way to open their airway and breathe better by putting oh. that thumb in there that yeah. they're really able to keep themselves alive and breathe so they don't suffocate isn't that crazy some suckers mm-hmm. are the, probably the smartest humans on on planet flat really well i feel yeah. smarter <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wow. was seven and a half, well, and Marie was like, "How old, Marie?" Well, you were no, about- I had a blanket that I would suck on the end. She of was it, Linus and, until I was like nine, <laughs> and I I want to know about what that is all about because if my mom put that in the wash, I would cry hysterically if I didn't have it uh-huh. like for an hour. Well, I'm going to give you a mom biohack for all the moms out there listening because. <laughs> My kids were blanky girls, too, and I probably, you know, perpetuated it by, I thought it was so cute how they love to cuddle their blankets. I'm sure you can relate, Dr. Jill, uh, with a mo- you're a mother of four, right? Is it four children? I, yes. Yeah. Four kids. 
And so what I did is I would buy their favorite blanket and I would buy like five of them because I'm such a germ phobe that I would um, wash. I, oh, I typically wow. washed it every single day and like they all wore out together because I would switch them out in the linen closet. So they never knew the difference. That's, oh, that's yeah. smart. That, that's so smart because some parents, they buy a backup, right? Lovey or yeah. backup blanket. And then when they lose or clean it, they give them the new one. And the kid can, the kid can detect the scent. Yeah. No, this is not mm-hmm. the real lovey. Um, so that was smart that you did it that way. But, yeah. you know, even though I'm calling thumb suckers a genius, let, let me be very clear. It's not ideal behavior. And there's def- definitely something going on. But it's maybe not the guilt and the shame of, oh, you're a nine-year-old baby and still sucking your thumb. It's, mm-hmm. hey, there's something go- going on. We need to look a little bit closer. Yeah. You mean like emotional stuff going on? I know for me, uh, you know, I had a great childhood. I did. But there was a little bit of a turbulence from time to time. You know, my oldest brother's schizophrenic. And that was when he just started to, you know, exhibit some of those behaviors. And I think that was the reason that was the reason for me holding holding on to sucking my thumb. I think it was emotionally related. Is that kind of what you're saying that it could be related to no, I mean, thank you for sharing that story. I think that is, um, you know, definitely could could be a reason or contributing factor to why you sucked your thumb a little bit longer. But I would say, you know, the emotional trauma needing to suck that thumb for comfort is probably more of the exception. You know, when you're first born, that sucking reflex is absolutely very real. It assists with the latch for breastfeeding, if that's what the mother decides is best for her and child. Um, but really by the, you know, 18 months, two years old, that sucking reflex goes away. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it becomes more of a compensation. If you think about it, and I really wish I was in studio to watch Jerry demonstrate this and see if this actually works, but <laughs> I'll just have to picture it in my brain and try not to laugh out loud. But you know, if you think about it, when you put that thumb in your mouth, you're bringing your lower jaw forward. And when you put that lower jaw forward, you're bringing your tongue out of the airway, you're opening up that airway. So you get more oxygen into your body. So it's not that we need it because we're stressed out or, or anything. Some kids, yes, for sure, there's an emotional component to that. And what you described, that was probably part of it. But more likely than not, we're seeing just an underdevelopment of, of kids' heads and necks and their jaws because of processed food, um, increase in processed food, you know, water that's not as clean as what we need, environmental pollutants, just an increased toxicity. So we're seeing this kind of genetic um, transition to underdeveloped lower jaws. This is kind of hmm. a funny aside. I'll say this quickly, but hopefully Jerry has his thumb in his mouth and he's practicing to see if I'm, <laughs> if I'm saying anything else. But, um, you know, if you I haven't gotten to wash my to hands like, yet today. Okay, well then good. Don't good do it. There. Yeah, good restraint. Um, if we think back to what was beautiful back in the 50s and 60s, think about the celebrities, how they had these big round faces and, and that's what we saw as beautiful. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, for, for example, she had this beautiful face, but it was nice and round. Now when we look at, at beautiful... Um, what is considered mainstream beauty, they have these very small underdeveloped chins. I know this is a cartoon character, but think about Anna and Elsa from Frozen. I remember when my, my kiddos loved that movie, and all I could think of was, someone please get Anna and Elsa some supplemental oxygen. They are suffocating with this very <laughs> small airway that they have drawn, drawn in for them. So um, we've seen this you know, completely evolutionary trend where the lower jaw is underdeveloped. And so with that trend, we see an increased need of compensation. So whether it's a thumb that someone uses to pull their jaw forward to open the airway or a blanket they suck on or two fingers or the edge of their shirt or a lovey, whatever that is, we're seeing more and more people need that to compensate to get some more air. So Mm. what's really interesting is Okay, great. You need more air. There's no um, there's no debate about it. Our survival instinct to breathe is stronger than anything else out there. 
But we know that the jaw grows and develops downward and forward. If we have something in the mouth that's causing the opposite of that natural force, ooh, we're going to get some real malocclusion, which is just a fancy word for jacked up teeth. Uh, and wow. so that's kind of where, you know, you want to talk to your dentist and make sure they're taking a look at those habits and not just, you know, shaming you or making you feel guilty for sucking your thumb or your fingers or whatever the case may be, but looking at that root cause and determining why you need to do that at nine years old, at 30 years old, at 50 years old, so that we can treat that root cause. And then guess what? You don't need the habit. All of a sudden, this 12-year-old thumb sucker no longer has to suck his thumb because we've opened up the airway. We've developed that airway through whatever means we need to. Um, uh, I, I prefer non-invasive means, times with their growth, natural growth and development. But when we're talking about adults, they're fully grown and developed. Then we're talking about having to wear you know, wear an appliance to open up that airway. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all, this is great information. I'm going to tease this. When we get back, I'm going to ask Dr. Jill Umbrello uh, about binkies. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the club <laughs> the culture binky. from the early aughts. It's a sucky thing. It's a screen plug. Yeah, well, when we get back, we're going to talk binkies. So everybody stay tuned. You are listening to Dr. Jill Umbrello on One Life Radio. Stay tuned. We're going to talk binkies. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Jill Umbrello. Uh, joining us today, Dr. Jill Umbrello is a biological dentist at Central Dentist here in Dallas, and she's actually my dentist, who focuses on identifying the root cause of symptoms to help each patient achieve improved uh, overall systematic health. Uh, special interests include holistic health, sleep and airway management, early interventional growth 
and Development Therapy, collaborating with like-minded healthcare providers, including uh, pediatricians, ENT physicians, chiropractors, nutritionists, functional medicine doctors, and so much more. She and her husband uh, and I are the proud, uh, I don't know, and I, it says and I. (laughs) Is that a typo? She and her husband are the proud parents of four amazing, because the last time I checked, I didn't help you parent your children. Dr. Jill. I I mean. I would love your help. You're an amazing father. I would take it. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you and your husband, thank you so much for saying that, are the proud parents of four amazing and silly children. I I will say this. I do know a lot now after raising two two daughters. I I do. I know a lot. But uh, it's so great to have you with us and talk about your four amazing and silly children who motivate you daily to make the healthiest decisions for your family. Uh, Dr. Jill is also the author of the just released book, Moms in the Trenches, How Moms Can Unpack the Root Cause, Advocate for Their Children's Health, and Join the Other Side. Her website is centraldentist.com and you can find Dr. Jill on Instagram at Jill Umbrello. That's O-M-B E-R-E-L-L-O, Jill Umbrello. We're talking about holistic dentistry for flu prevention eventually, but I want to talk about the binky because so many moms use binky. So many parents use it as a, what the original, of course, name for a binky is pacifier, to pacify their children. But is it healthy for their overall, uh, you know, psychological development, Dr. Jill, and their oral health, ultimately? Great question, and I I meet mothers all the time, or or parents, I should say, but mostly mothers, worried about this all of the time. And I think, you know, uh, the early reflex, that suction reflex, absolutely can be pacified, which is why they call them the pacifier, in early childhood. You know, so if it works for the kids the first couple years of life, I'm not going to, you know, yank it out of the baby's mouth and say, Mom, sorry, the kid's going to be screaming all night. So I'm um, I'm not against that. You go to certain Facebook groups, mom Facebook groups, and it is just amazing how mean and judgy these moms can be about using pacifiers in kids, you know, under two, three years old. Mm-hmm. We know even though the force pacifier, so it's in the child's mouth and they're sucking kind of in and out, that's the opposite um, of the natural growth and development and a downward forward direction. So at some point we do need to take that pacifier away um, so that the child's upper and lower jaws can grow and develop the way they're, you know, so all the teeth fit into the mouth so that they don't need braces and they don't need teeth pulled and all of those kinds of scary things. Mm-hmm. Um, but really in my office, we're looking at that around three or four. The hard part is when you have a pacifier and, or a binky, oh my gosh, Brenda, did you know about binky fairies where you put all these binkies on the front porch and a binky fairy comes and brings you this big prize? Uh-huh. Binky fairies. Binky fairies. Uh-huh. I've heard of that. To make the binkies go away or parents trim the binkies a little bit at a time so eventually there's nothing there but just a plastic nub that they put on their lips. There's that so is many diabolical. Ways- <laughs> uh, well, it is it is one approach that some people, it works for their families. I would say, hey, if this child is two or three years old and quite mature and able, you know, to separate from the parent a little bit and able to be a bit independent if they're in school and not needing a binky, um, there, there's a maturity there that, hey, maybe they're just doing this because it's a bad habit or mm-hmm. if they only need the binky um, at bedtime or nap time or when they're really mad. If you think about it, what do we do when we're really mad? We take really big, deep breaths, taking a bunch of oxygen to help us relax. What mm-hmm. do we do at bedtime? We try to take in more oxygen so we can relax and really shift into this parasympathetic, nice, easy uh, movement where our body can relax. So if you have an underdeveloped jaw and if you have a, an airway that gets restricted and gets smaller, it only makes sense. Let's put something in there to open that airway so we can truly relax. 
mm-hmm. not ideal. But if we look at it that way, hey, it's not that this kid just is a, a baby and needs it. It's they're really using it to get oxygen, which is vital for the body to to thrive. And so mm-hmm. replacing that binky with potentially a, a removable oral appliance can really help not only open that airway so they don't rely on the binky, but then promote some natural growth and development in the right direction. And so mm-hmm. there's a few different products that we introduce potentially to children as young as two years old um, to help not just break the habit of a binky or a thumb or whatever the case may be, but to really replace it with something that that allows them to breathe better, but promotes growth in the right direction, which mm-hmm. the binky doesn't do. Yeah. I don't remember how I got my kids off binkies. I think I said something like, you don't want to get binky-itis or something. I don't remember what I told them. <laughs> I told them something. I, I do remember. Binky-itis. Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> I do remember um, telling them we need a binky break. <laughs> You know, but you know, as yeah. you as you were as you were speaking, and I was listening, I was thinking about um about straws. How healthy or not are straws? They're so popular, right? Sucking They're, on a straw is that good for your oral development? Or, or on a straw? yeah, well, uh, it is. It's not great, and I'll tell you about all of these. You know, early childhood can take cups that you can throw in your purse, a lunchbox that can sit at the table without spilling are so convenient, right? How irritating mm-hmm. is it for your, you know, two-year-old kid just to knock the cup off the counter a million times during dinner? But um, really, no, we need to have a, a bigger commitment to just open cup drinking. Um, it doesn't put the tongue in the right position. It doesn't teach the right muscular balance with the lips. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, straws are going to ruin the world, but they're definitely not my favorite. And then mm-hmm. don't even bring on the, you know, the, the, the 14-year-old daughter's opinion that, you know, straws are ruining the world and killing turtles with the plastic, mm-hmm. but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. No, I'm not a huge fan. Now, if I'm taking my little kids to the park and we just need to throw a water bottle on my purse and, and hit the road, of course, we'll use one that's spill-proof. But if we're at home, um, we're really using open cups to help promote the proper tongue movement. That tongue is a super strong muscle. When mm. kids are little, we want to use that super strong muscle to help put pressure on those bones, the upper and lower jaw, to help them grow and get bigger and bigger. You know, teenagers and, and later on, they figure out it's a super strong muscle for other reasons. But we want to channel that when they're young and use it for good. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at your first book, Mom in, Moms in the Trenches. And uh, how's it going, Dr. Jill? How are the sales going or uh, the feedback on the book? You know what? I mean, you're probably going to laugh at this, Bern, when I say this, but when I wrote this book, I never really thought anybody would read it. Um, I made it turquoise <laughs> and pink so it would look cute on the bookshelf. So when my mom got a copy, it would look cute on her bookshelf. I mean, it's so silly to say that out loud, but um, I have just been so humbled and excited by those who have decided to to get the book and to read it. And the feedback has been really incredible. Um, you know, it was Amazon um, top new release for a few weeks when it came out about a month ago, which was super exciting. And um, I love hearing from these moms that are Very just saying, cool. thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks. I love hearing from the moms saying, um, you know, Dr. Jill, I have the same story and I've never told somebody. I can't believe that um, you also served your kids this healthy dinner. I tell a story at how I am. Um, I gave my kids salmon and quinoa and, you know, um, steamed broccoli, and, and they ate it all. Four kids, you never know. They're going to eat everything or eat nothing, and they yeah. ate everything. And so after bedtime, I ended up having a cupcake in the, in the pantry by myself because that's, you know, that's all there was. And so this <laughs> attitude of putting our kids 
first and not taking care of ourselves and how that can mm-hmm. really catch up with us and create a bad example for our kids and all these things. I couldn't believe how much I have in common with these other moms. And I mm-hmm. think um, the most exciting thing that I can say is I am the most perfect example of imperfection. And I just I really appreciate how kind and gracious everybody has been who's also related to this imperfect example I wrote about in my book. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about getting back to basics and restoring harmony, and that goes with examination of your home and, and how you're raising your children, right? And looking at yourself uh, sometimes a little hard in the mirror and saying, where could I improve? How could I be a better mother or parent, whether it be a father or a mother out there listening? And there's a lot of great parents out there. And But we, all, we, we are all going to make our, our mistakes. But I do feel that I love the title of the book because I feel as a mom that we have been in the, tre- the, in the trenches now for a couple of decades. Raising children is very hard and it's getting harder every day. And I love in the book that you talk about information versus misinformation. Can you talk about that for a second and where we are getting our truth from? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, um, the amount of information that's out there on social media, on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, all the things. And um, there's so much information. We almost have paralysis by analysis. What do, what do we do? Who do we believe? And gone are the days that we have, you know, a, a mom best friend who's maybe years ahead of us. And they can tell us what went well and what didn't go well. I mean, it's just really hard. And with all that information, sometimes there, be, there just comes a lot of judgment. And so we feel like we're never doing enough. We're never good enough. We never know enough. We have to know more, do more, be more. And as much as we get back to basics, like, yes, we want to look in the mirror, but we also want to look in the mirror with love and, and graciousness towards ourselves. We're doing the mm-hmm. best best we can. There are some days that I try so hard, and I am such a great mom. I am killing it. And then there are other days that I try so hard, and I'm like the worst mom ever. And mm-hmm. it's just doing the best we can and giving myself some patience on the days that I, I'm just not necessarily doing the best I could. And and then another day is just celebrating, hey, I did a good job. My kids aren't total jerks, and we're all alive at the end of the day. And for that day, that's enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, The best you can do looks mom, different on different days. Oh, thank you for articulating that better than I did, Jerry. Absolutely. And, and, and just having graciousness with ourselves and, and getting back to basics. You don't have to homeschool and make your own clothes and eat out of the garden <laughs> that you grew up in. <laughs> and eat the eggs from the chickens that you raised. I mean, that's fantastic. And if do that you, works for you, Dr. More <laughs> Dr. Jim, you, but, I know, right? Yeah. Do you do you make your own toothpaste? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I, a I, tried it, I tried it one time. We almost had to burn the house down. It was such a mess. <laughs> like, this is crazy I'm not doing this. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, quickly, can you remind our listeners how biological dentistry differs from traditional dentistry? Oh, I'd love to. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, you know, I think as, as, a, as a biological dentist, we have the same training as a traditional dentist. And so we have the same equipment and, and same viewpoint. But I feel like we take it a step further. And not only are we looking to fill and fill or, you know, eliminate and stabilize disease, we're really looking at root causes that have caused these issues. So if you have a cavity, it's not just you need a filling. We become obsessed with why do you need a cavity? Is it because you have acidic saliva? Is it because of the way your tongue moves, the way you breathe at night, the food that you eat, the water you drink? We go through um, all of that so that if we treat that root cause, it doesn't cause another um, issue. So yes, you have disease, we'll fix it, but then never have to do it again. We also really focus on the biocompatibility of the materials that we place in your mouth. So we know the mouth is a gateway to the rest of the body. So if we put something in there that your body doesn't like, whether that's metal or tooth colored or whatever it is, that's going to affect the whole rest of your systemic health. So making sure that any material that we use is biocompatible with your specific body is mm-hmm. something that I feel very passionate about. Yeah, about. I do not too. not always done with every dentist. 
I, I, I love um, your practice. I do. And all the things that you incorporate in it. Uh, and I encourage everyone to visit uh, centraldentist.com to find out what we're talking about or on Instagram at Jill Umbrella. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how can biological dentistry prevent flu during the upcoming flu season. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to Dr. Jill Umbrella on One Life Radio. Stay tuned. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Jill Ambuelo. If you're just now joining us, Dr. Jill Ambuelo is a biological dentist at Central Dentist here in Dallas who focuses on identifying the root causes of symptoms to help each patient achieve improved overall systematic health. Uh, she is the author of the just-released book, Moms in the Trenches, How Moms Can Unpack the Root Cause, Advocate for Their Children's Health, and Join the Other Side. Uh, where can we find your book, Dr. Jill? Amazon? Yes, you can get it on Amazon and Kindle. And the Audible book is coming soon. Uh, the, say that again. And what book is coming soon? The Audible. Audible. I'm, I'm recording oh. my Audible. I oh, just, nice. I don't have a great voice for it. So I'm, yeah. I'm working through those issues. Maybe I should oh. get you to read it first. That'd oh, maybe. Great. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah sure. I'm up for anything. Your, anything new. <laughs> you what? And all of your free time, right? 
Well, you know, it's, you find time for things that are important for you, right? Everybody does time and money. Yeah, I would, I, I would love that. Uh, if you don't have anybody else, I'll, I'll consider it. But anyway, let's, let's talk about what, what, what was I teasing? Oh, yes, right before the break, I said, I asked, how can biological dentistry prevent, uh, prevent flu during the upcoming flu season? So, Dr. Jill, how can it? You know, I saw I saw this um, this funny meme that popped up, and then I had a few people send it to me that said, "Preparing for cold and flu season." And then it had a mom put a bottle of Tylenol, uh, cold and flu, a um, a bag of cough drops, nasal, you know, all of these Tylenol, all this medication. And I just couldn't help but think, my goodness, why are we why are we anticipating that? Hey, it's going to get colder. Cold flu season, it's all over the place. We know this, kids at school. But why are we just going to automatically throw medication at it after they've gotten sick? What can we do ahead of time? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think everything that's come out, and this is not political, but everything that's come out without COVID is we know it's respiratory. It originates in the nose and the mouth and the throat. So what can we do to keep all of that as healthy as possible so that when we are exposed to these germs, they don't take us down. Our body's immune system just perks right up and fights it off so that we don't have the symptoms. We don't miss school. We don't miss work. And so one thing we're really talking about with our patients here at Central Dentist is, yes, you know, ideally you come in twice a year to get your teeth cleaned. But what if you came in, what if we treated patients in October, November um, and, and really cleaned their teeth and removed any potential inflammation like gingivitis or any sort of microbiome that could affect it and got it nice and clean so that they weren't also dealing with inflammation in the mouth. What if we started a nasal lavage program, which they made me rebrand it. I wanted to call it snot protocol, but they said that was not professional. So now we call it nasal lavage. But how can we, how can we potentially clean the nose so that when we're taking air in, we're truly breathing through our nose, allowing our nose to clean, filter, purify that air rather than having a stuffy nose and breathing through our mouth. When we do that, our tonsils and adenoids have to filter and purify that air. It's not their job. So they get inflamed. They um, get sore and, and swollen. And, and then the body has a hard time processing that air if it's not ready when it gets to the lungs. So we talk about nasal lodge, cleaning that nose out. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, yes, it's colder outside. And so maybe it's not as fun to drink as much water as we need. But come on, guys. We, we drink tons of water when it's hot outside. We have to maintain that hydration. Um, and we also need to maintain our vitamin D levels. We're out in the sun all summer long here in Dallas, Texas, getting plenty of vitamin D. But, at, you know, during the winter months when it gets dark a little bit earlier and we're not outside quite as much because we're so wimpy when it's below 80 degrees, um, we need to supplement with some vitamin D. We need to mm-hmm. um, get the rest that we need. Let's evaluate how well you're sleeping. You're sleeping for seven or eight hours. Fantastic. But is it the quality sleep? but allows your body to really detox, recharge, and be ready to embrace the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, are we drugging ourselves with caffeine? And that's why we feel good during the day, not because we're actually rested. So we really try to give a, a global perspective on how can we eliminate and stabilize any potential inflammation and how can we prevent when we encounter inflammation from not really taking us down. There's a really great throat spray called Biocidin. You spray that in the back of your throat. Um, I spray that in the morning and the afternoon. Um, I'm in a mask because I'm a dentist and I'm around people spitting on me all day long, which is my chosen profession, which seems odd, but I enjoy it. Anyway, so I want to make sure that if I do inhale, um, you know, any, anything that's in, in my air that, um, hey, my body can fight it off. And, and, and using that spray to decrease the biofilm on my tonsils and in my throat um, and keeping mm-hmm. my mouth nice and clean, I'm able to fight that off and not just go down and then have to reach for the Tylenol and the Advil and the cold and flu and, and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> excuse me, in your book you talk about immunity comes from the gut and that 70% of immuni- immunity is located in our guts. Would you like to elaborate on that? How important oh. is it to take care yeah. of your gut? I know I, I take probiotics every day. I take Envirometica. They're a sponsor of the show. Uh, I've t- I was taking them for years, even before they became a sponsor. But I think probiotics are a big part of that. They're, they're a great part of that. And it, that is such a great product um, that you take. And I would definitely um, suggest others do too. But if you think about it, you know, when does cold and flu season hits? It hits during the holidays. What are we doing? Tuesday is Halloween. Kids are going to, kids and adults mm-hmm. are going to eat food, fish, sugar that they're not used to eating most of the year. And then Pat will, you know, throw Thanksgiving right on top of that. There's work parties. There's more um, family parties and friends parties. So we're eating food we're not used to, whether there's more sugar and more gluten, more dairy. And then we put the Christmas season in there and, and we don't really like do an about face till January 1st. And we're like, what just happened the past two months? What have we been <laughs> So, you know, everything in moderation, including moderation. I mean, I'm definitely going to have a piece of pie on Thanksgiving and I'm definitely going to have a piece of candy on Thanksgiving, but, or excuse me, on Halloween, but, you know, really limiting how much we take in so that our body isn't trying to, you know, fight that off through our gut and our gut can be nice and healthy. Mm-hmm. We don't develop leaky gut and those things. I think it's critical and, and something that we should absolutely be aware of as we enter into the holidays. Let's celebrate and have a great time, but um, we don't always have to associate high sugar, high gluten, high dairy food with that good time. You mm-hmm. can have a good time, but it could be nice and healthy. Well, yeah, and exercise regularly. I mean, that's so important uh, to the probiotic population to improve the microbiome health. You talk about it in your book. Absolutely. And and the other thing that that I think that is, is just really important, and it's one of those things, do as I say, not as I do, because I still I struggle with this every day, but it seems like during the holidays and, and family time and traveling, there's just so much more cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Mm-hmm. So if we have this increased stress during these holidays, that weakens the immune system. Couple on that, a stuffy nose, we're breathing through our mouth. We're not maybe brushing and flossing as good as we have. We could. We're not the flossers we're destined to be during the holidays. So we see an increase in inflammation in the mouth and the saliva and you're swallowing that that enters into the lungs into the gut so it's it's just this cycle of of symptoms that you know eventually the body just says enough i can't handle anything else so you know if you can try to do most things correct most days then then hopefully you'll get through the cold and flu season and and not get sick and not have Mm -hmm. it take you down and get to miss out on all this fun stuff you know uh, other ideas like we you know i have a small business here at central dentist and instead of going out to a big dinner where we drink wine and have dessert and all the appetizers we're going to do something active we're going to go um we're still trying to decide are we going to go throw axes which is like a new cool thing um it's paintball to go uh to go throw or what is that uh, wait 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 throw axes is that what you said oh yeah yeah, that's huge yeah, fun. Go uh-huh. to these axe throwing places, and there's these apparently very good-looking men who teach you how to throw axes. And <laughs> really? You take an axe yeah. and you <laughs> throw it at the target, and it's competitive and it's active and it's fun. Um, and and I guess a, a method of self-defense if we were to ever need that in Dallas, I don't know. How, but how did I um, miss out on all of I this? I have no axe idea. There's one by my house. What the heck? Burn come I, throw I, I might go throw some it. axes tomorrow night. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. boy. But, you know, sometimes thinking outside the box and doing activities that aren't necessarily, okay, we're all going to sit together and consume 5,000 calories and four cocktails and, you know, it, it's changing what that looks like. I don't need the stress with four children. There can be a lot of stress. What do I buy them? My kids need nothing. They don't need a thing. They're happy. They're healthy. So creating experiences that we 
spend time together rather than having you know, presents piled under the tree mm-hmm. are going to be things that they remember much longer. And so, you know, just kind of reestablish what this season could look like. I'm going to prioritize my sleep. You know, the parties have already started and I'm so proud of myself with every no that I send as the RSVP. I probably won't be invited next year, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, as, as much fun as it would be to go to a party late night, every night of the week, I just have to say no because I'd like to be in bed by 9 or 9.15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will go to some parties, but just not all of them. So it's really just taking a look at all the small things you can do to build mm-hmm. your body up and to build your immune system so that you're not trying to compensate and overcome and just staying strong. And it's much more enjoyable. I'd much rather go to two or three parties in the next couple of months and feel good and have a great time than go to 30 and just be exhausted and hit a wall and, and not enjoy the holiday season. Mm-hmm. There's We did a fun thing uh, last uh, Saturday night. Marie and I went and participated in a Guinness uh, World Record uh, with Ice Shaker. <laughs> Oh, in, wow. Yeah, in Southlake. And uh, it was so fun, Dr. Jill. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Shake it, shake it. And you set the record? Did you set a new record? Yeah, Yay. we set with Chris Gronkowski. Yeah. It, it was a it relay. It was so fun. There were so yeah. many families with their children. What were you saying, Marie? The most people in a relay making protein shakes. Yeah. So one after the other shake after that. the other had to shake a protein <laughs> shake in front of the Guinness Book of World Records guy. Yeah, it was fun. Wait, so it how really many was. people how many people did it? Three hundred and fifty, something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was well, I know 351 people that are planning to convene soon and beat that record. So enjoy it while it lasts. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, they went, yeah, they initially went for shaking at one time, but that is like 600 and something people shaked a protein shake at one time. No, no, I actually say bring it on and then we'll compete with you again. Competition breeds success. We all know that. It was fun, but no, I don't think I'll be going back to do that again. Oh, I would do it again. It was fun. He had the official blazer, and we were shaking, shaking, shaking. I was pretending I was a bartender again. We'll have to. We'll (laughs) have to. How about about the most people flossing at one time? Oh, there you go. That's a good Oh yeah, recruitment yeah. Of, recruitment of participants might be difficult, but we we I would be all in if we could. Right. Uh, we should do that. The, and we can know, do they, it. environmentally friendly floss. There, there you go. Yes. Yeah, environmental or, yes. or flavors. Yeah. This time of year, they always introduce new flavors. It's like the fair, uh-huh. which deep fried food wins <laughs> the award. So last year, they came out with. Um, a bacon flavored floss, which was oh. a huge seller. Oh Not my, my gosh. favorite. I don't love to, you know, brush and floss my teeth and then just taste bacon all day. I, but yeah. we're still waiting to see what what flavor is going to be this year. So wow. maybe we could motivate people <laughs> with it. We like bacon. I know we got to go to break. break. That's Jerry's got to go to break. All right, break. we're going to break. We'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned. We are talking. We're talking it up here with Dr. Jill Umbrello on One Life Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com.
In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense second annual conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Jill Ambuelo. We are wrapping up this hour talking about holistic dentistry for for flu prevention. That's hard to say, for flu <laughs> prevention and uh, and biological dentistry, how to prevent it as well. So, uh, Dr. Jill, does our oral health boost our immune system? It does. I mean, people, you know, sometimes say, well, it's just my teeth or it's just my mouth. And they underestimate how much um, the mouth is the gateway to the rest of the body. So by mm-hmm. having a healthy microbiome, that's a good Googleable word. Googleable is not a word. But if you Google healthy microbiome, you can understand um, how important that is. Having good bacteria in your mouth, having those digestive enzymes in your mouth that helps break down food, digestion really begins in your mouth. Um, and so all of that can contribute to an overall improved health, breathing through your nose, not breathing through your mouth. So it is so important to get to your dentist and, and get healthy before this flu and cold season really kicks in here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, Sean Wells, I almost called him Dr. Wells. <laughs> he's smart enough to be a doctor, that's for sure. Uh, he's Mensa, you name it. Uh, but uh, um, he talked about uh, covering your mouth. They have like a, a mouth tape. So that you'll breathe through your nose. You know what I'm talking about? How healthy oh, is yeah. that? Well, you know, it's, it's the, the philosophy of it, the idea of it is fantastic. <clears throat> if you're breathing through your mouth and um, putting that tape over your mouth and breathing through your nose, it's, it's, it's a great idea. We definitely want to use the nose. The problem is some patients don't have nasal patency. They can't breathe through their nose. So we really need to dig a little bit deeper and figure out why they are, in fact, breathing through their mouth before we tape it up. And mm-hmm. so having an airway evaluation by an airway-friendly dentist, um, having a 3D CBCT, which those airway-friendly dentists will have in their office. You can evaluate what that nose looks like, getting to that root cause uh, before we just tape it up. Because if you tape your mouth and you can't get air through your nose, your body's survival instinct to breathe is stronger than anything else. You'll just rip it off and end up mouth breathing when, when you fall asleep or not mm-hmm. even tolerate it and, and take it off. So great idea. Works for a lot of people. But we just have to dig a little bit deeper before we make that suggestion. Mm-hmm. Does weight have, I'm thinking of people that snore, does weight have anything to do with snoring or is that not true? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's snoring is so multifactorial. If you, snoring is simply taking in air at a force that is so strong that it's audible. So if you have a lot of, you know, tissue on your neck, um, around your neck, and that can be whether you're overweight or it can be, you know, we see more and more um, CrossFit uh, men and women. So people who do CrossFit, they're so fit, but they have a lot of muscle mass on their shoulders and on their neck. And so whether it's fat or muscle, if that applies pressure onto your neck, it can absolutely um, impede that airway. And if the airway gets too small, then the body is going to compensate by taking air in at a higher force. 
and that force you can hear. You can snore mm-hmm. if your nose is stopped up. You can snore if your tonsils and adenoids um, are inflamed, and, and that's not just when you're sick. That can happen, too, if you have a diet high in gluten or dairy or sugar or processed foods. That can contribute to an inflammation in your tonsils and adenoids and your tongue, too. People sometimes say that their tongue feels too big for their mouth. Um, and that can be true because their jaws are too small or just because of their diet. And mm-hmm. so sometimes when we take a look at the, the tongue, we start talking to them about how much gluten and dairy and sugar they eat, not because of cavities or concerns there, but because we want to decrease the size of that tongue just so they can breathe better. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, there's a TikTok trend. Have you seen it where they have like all the different tongues, like pictures of tongues and they say what's wrong with you based on what your tongue looks like? Like if it's I white do. or if it's got cracks in it <laughs> or if it's fat or because it no, changes. So I, your tongue looks different. Yeah, no, so I haven't seen that TikTok, but I studied it quite a bit in school. Um, that's something we did, definitely take a look at in dental school. So I'm so happy I'll have to go find um one of my more static team members to show me on their tiktok what the video is what um, do you, so that uh, i can what, check it out yeah, yeah for instance like what are cracks what do cracks in your tongue mean yeah so cracks can be a lot of things it can be dehydration it can be malocclusion so like the way your teeth fit together um it can also be viral and so um having as a biological dentist we have saliva um testing kits where you actually spit into this Um, little jar and we send it off for testing and we can tell you exactly what's in there. Sometimes we find parasites, sometimes we find um, virus, um, amoebas, all kinds of crazy stuff. Amoebas. Always love having you on the show and you and I both, uh, we talk, we we get it out there. We both, (laughs) you and I speak fast is what I'm trying to say and I kind of like that. It like brings the whole volume up. It makes the show really static, Dr. Jill. (laughs) We are fired. We are fired. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Dr. Google, but uh, the music is playing, so I have to wrap this up. Thank you so much for jumping on the air with us. And as I said, I hope you'll come back. So much to discuss, always. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You guys are always so much fun. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, everyone. I encourage you to get a copy of the book, Moms in the Trenches by Dr. Jill Ambuelo. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get static, baby. Get static.